Good morning. Um, good morning, church. This is my first time preaching at Crazy King, so I'm a little nervous, and you'll probably hear it in my voice stuttering, so <laughs> bear with me on that. But I'm glad to be here with you all this morning, and um, before I start this short sermon, um, I just want to thank everyone who prayed for us um, for our Mexico City trip. This is the first time that RUF at UTEP goes on a mission trip as a group, and the Lord was really good with us, so we got to enjoy fellowship with RUF, or also known as Good at UNAM, and we got to share the gospel with some of the locals in Mexico City, and there's so many great stories about that, and overall, the Lord was really good to us, and there was growth from our students, um, but keep them in prayer, too, because um, some of us are still recovering from food poisoning and water poisoning as well. Um, yeah, so keep us in prayer for that. Now, as we were going through Mexico City, the first thing that I just noticed, even as we're flying down, is that Mexico City is a huge city. It's big. Then I was told that it's the largest city in the world. Not the most populated, but the largest indeed, and... It was <laughs> just, you never know where you're going to end up. Um, there's just city over city over city. And from what I was talking with the students at UNAM, and even from some people that I know locally, uh, some families will, from other Mexican towns will move to Mexico City because there are opportunities for jobs, for careers, for education that they would not find in their own towns. And so they'll go to Mexico City to find these opportunities and ultimately find a better life. And big cities tend to make us feel that way. They provide assurance, security, and safety that motivates us to go recite there. As we're going through the Psalms of Ascent, uh, the people of God would sing these psalms on their festive pilgrimages to Jerusalem. They would sing these psalms to remind themselves that they are a people who, by God, have always been on the move and have always been on a journey to a better place as promised by God's covenant. They're looking to the city. They're looking to Jerusalem, the capital city. And they would sing of their security and assurance as they were heading to Jerusalem. And just like today... Capital cities in the ancient world brought stability and security. These cities would be the most sheltered and protected from any outside threat. And the psalmist knows this and uses the city and the mountains as a metaphor to describe the security one has when he resides in God. The psalmist knows the safety and stability of the mountains and the city, but he is pointing us to a better sense of security. He is pointing us not to a place, but a person, the Lord God himself. So join me in reading Psalm 125. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people, from this time forth and forevermore. 
For the scepter of wickedness shall not rest in the land allotted to the righteous, lest the righteous stretch out their hands to do wrong. Do good, O Lord, to those who are good, and to those who are upright in their hearts. But those who turn aside to their crooked ways, the Lord will lead away with evildoers. Peace be upon Israel. This is God's holy and authoritative word. So let's look at three points that the psalmist teaches us in this psalm. Number one, the safety of a city. Number two, the realities of danger and wickedness. And the third one, and most important one, God as a true sense of security and stability. So as I mentioned just right now, several people I know who live in Mexico City moved there to find a better sense of security and opportunity. They truly believed that they could find better living conditions if they were to move to the capital city. And the same thing could be said about any large city or any capital city. In my college years, many professors would complain that most students or alumni from UTEP end up moving to cities such as Dallas, Houston, Phoenix, Denver, Seattle, New York, Los Angeles, because there are better job opportunities in these cities and just makes our city um, have less alumni in town. But there's a reason why these students move there, because there are better job opportunities in these cities. And Jerusalem, similarly, was a fortified city with merchants, with water sources within its walls, and was protected by these walls and the mountains of Zion and other mountains surrounding the city. The king also resided in Jerusalem, who would rule and defend his subjects, lest any danger would rise. It was definitely a place to be, and these festive journeys, the people would sing about Jerusalem, and in these festive journeys, the people would sing about Jerusalem and how its security would bring them hope. But like any other city built on a fallen world caused by sin, there wasn't a complete sense of security and stability. The scepter of wickedness would sometimes not rest or remain, but it would still be present. Sometimes challenging the believer's faith and even hurt them. We see this in the Old Testament when King Saul, rather than defending and living for his subjects, was more interested in serving himself. We also see this with King David himself, a man after God's own heart, who, though should care for his soldiers and the women of his kingdom, lusted after Bathsheba, Uriah's wife, and took her in for his own sexual gratification. But not only do we see this in the Old Testament, we also see this in the New Testament when, uh, with the corruption of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, we see this when the merchants are selling doves and goats for their own monetary gain. And ultimately, we see this when Jesus, the true God-man who never did anything wrong, was tried in Jerusalem and crucified outside the city in Golgotha. Cities don't always bring stability. They don't always bring security. Though they can bring opportunities, they don't always bring them. And the city, as many resources and opportunities they may have, 
cannot bring a true sense of stability. Why? Because sin is still present in this world. Cities of opportunity, such as New York or Mexico City, can also bring dangers and can bring loss. Even in our own El Paso, once known as the safest city in the world, was tragically hit by hate crime four years ago, where 23 of our own people perished. And this was in the safest city in the world. Cities don't always spring through protection, and the scepter of wickedness can be present and active, challenging our faith as we feel its weight on our shoulders. But if we're honest with ourselves, it's not just only the city. It can be our very own selves, the sin inside us, the sin that we ought not to do, that we sometimes end up doing, and if we can be true to ourselves, even enjoy it, even when we shouldn't. We often stretch our hands to do wrong. Even as Christians, we can fall in this as well. So, what do you take your comfort? Where is your comfort? What brings you security? Is it your job? Is it your careers? Is it your city? And I'll get into that in a little bit. But I want to share the good news that the psalmist brings in these short five verses. The psalmist knows that the city brings stability, but not true stability. He knows that the city brings security, but not true security. So rather, he points to us as something greater or someone greater. This is not a city, this is not a, city, this is not a mountain, but it is a person, someone we can trust, the living God himself, Yahweh. Only in him can we find a true sense of assurance. And in fact, the psalmist addresses three ways we can rest in this assurance. Through stability, through surrounding, and sustaining, as we see in the first three verses. Just as the mountains don't move anywhere where natural disasters happen, those who trust in the Lord can trust that when trials and troubles face us, we will not be shaken. Though we can be afflicted, we will not be crushed. Though we can be perplexed, we will not be driven to despair. Though we can be persecuted, we will not be forsaken. And though we can be struck down, we will not despair. Glory to God for this. This, of course, implies a trust in God, particularly found in Jesus Christ. It is not enough to just reside in Jerusalem, or in our case, in our context, just go to church, just go to Christ the King every Sunday mornings, or New City Fellowship every Sunday mornings. There has to be more. We are to trust God and cling to Him for when these trials and challenges come. It isn't enough to just believe Him and attend church. We are to trust him as a child, trust his father's hand when crossing the road. Through this trust, we know that God, in his grace, 
sent his only begotten son to pay for our sins, cleansing us from all iniquity and presenting us as holy in the sight of God. Jesus has presented us as adopted children in the kingdom where God surrounds us as the mountains surround Jerusalem and will sustain us until the coming of the new Jerusalem and the new, the new city and beyond that. This sense of security isn't something you can earn with your good works or church service. This sense of security isn't earned by how much doctrine you know or which political party you support. This sense of security isn't earned by how much you have given through your ties or how close you are with Pastor Chuck, with Pastor Dawson, or any pastor that you know. This sense of security is not earned. It is freely given by God's grace through Jesus Christ. Trust Him in this way that you will feel stable even when things around you are falling apart. Trust Him in such a way that when you feel that you feel surrounded by His love and grace in a world that often shows and gives the opposite. Trust Him in such a way that when your faith is challenged and sin is present and consuming you, you know you will be sustained until the very end. Those who are in Christ belong to a better, a better city. Even if you belong to Jerusalem, if you belong to El Paso, if you're in Christ, you belong to a better city. A better kingdom with a true king who will always rule and defend his people and will never use us for his own selfish gain, nor will he ever falsely accuse and try anyone like a corrupt king or judge might, and will be blessed with, the better, with better spiritual provisions than material comforts could ever bring. The Lord will also do away with the evildoers who are out to get us. This includes the evildoers of the struggles you deal with in terms of sin, whatever you are struggling with in sin, anyone that's after you, any spiritual warfare, the Lord will sustain you, defend you, and rule over it. The Lord will ultimately destroy the sin that pains and hurts you and will bring you to a glorified body where sin will no longer be. One of my biggest hopes like one of the things that really motivates me in the glorification in the new city is seeing God face to face. Seeing the arms of Jesus tell me, well done, my good and faithful servant. But one of the other things that really motivates me is that sin will be no more. The weight of sin that just carries you, that just follows you everywhere, it will no longer be. And I'm just looking forward to that. I don't know about you. <laughs> My friends, there is so much to look forward to, and there is so much hope for us if we are in Christ. If you don't know him this morning, please don't miss out. Ask Pastor Dawson for prayer. Ask Pastor Chuck for prayer. Pray with the elders. If you are a college student, I would love to meet you and talk with you at the end of the service too. But don't miss out and take heart.
So I want to ask you this. Where is your sense of security, assurance, and stability? What do you place it on? Is it your wallet? Is it your political party? Is it the podcast that you listen to? Maybe you're in the right denomination. Maybe you have the right theological circles. Where do you have your comfort? As we've been looking at the Psalms of Ascent, there's always a beauty that these people, as they look to the mountains, to Mount Zion, as they look to Jerusalem, they have comfort, but ultimately they have to remind themselves that they have a better and bigger comfort in God. And whatever brings you comfort are not bad things. Sometimes I, found, I find comfort in my records. Well, I love collecting records. Um, or sometimes I find comfort in riding my bike. But I have to remind myself as... Um, the Israelites had to remind themselves that ultimately the things, the small things that bring us comfort will never compare to the one who ultimately will bring us our, our main comfort. As the Heidelberg Catechism, the first question states, what is your one and only comfort? That you are not your own, but belong body and soul in life and in death to your faithful Keyword, faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. Comfort is good, but don't be seeking comfort in anything worldly. Rather, seek the one who will bring you ultimate comfort. For he will truly satisfy. So I close with this. I close with Philippians 1.6, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Did you hear that? He is still working in you. He is still sustaining you and will sustain you until the day of Jesus Christ. And now I also close with the words of St. Patrick's prayer. Christ be with me. Christ within me. Christ behind me. Christ before me. Christ besides me. Christ to win me. Christ to comfort and restore me. Christ beneath me. Christ above me. Christ in quiet. Christ in danger. Christ in hearts of all that love me. And Christ in mouth of friend and stranger. Let us trust him in this way. That Christ, our one and only true comfort, be with us in all times, whether good or bad. Let him be our comfort before anything else. Let us pray. Lord, you are kind. And Father, there are so many things that can bring us comfort. So many materialistic things or things that surround us that can bring us a sense of stability, of security. But even those things can fall, Lord. But you, O oh God, you will never fall, you will never betray us. You're, you will always be faithful, Lord. And let us find our true comfort with the capital C in this, Lord, that you are faithful. Let us look to you always, even when our faith is challenged, Lord. Let us find comfort in you. In your name we pray. Amen.